visitor, uh, you've come on a very exciting day. Historically, we're beginning the most important week in the history of the world. That from this day on Palm Sunday when Jesus began his journey into Jerusalem for the last week of his ministry on earth as he was exalted as a Lord and as a king as he entered into the city. We know that he would end the week being rebuked, being ridiculed, and suffering the most physically painful punishment in the history of the world as he carried the burden of our sin, our shame, the penalty that we were supposed to pay for our life's work. He was going to take onto a cross on his own shoulders. That's this Friday. I want to encourage you even during this week to dwell with God as he takes you through the last week that he journeyed through before he gave us the most undeserving, beautiful, overwhelming gift that any of us have ever been able to receive. And this morning is part of that story, that because of what Jesus was willing to go through this week, a couple of thousand years ago, we're able to celebrate baptism. A baptism into a kingdom of God that wants to love us, not for what we've done and who we have been, but for who he is and how he loves and how he is overwhelmed. We are the object of his affection. He has given everything up for us. He has chosen to bring us into his presence, to gaze upon his beauty, to be one with him. And baptism is a reflection of that. Baptism started as a response in Jewish culture to those who wanted to claim Jehovah God as their king, but yet they were not a part, a part of Israel. And so they would come into the temple and they would go through a process. And part of that process was to go into a well outside of the temple and to have a public washing. And the example of that washing was that they would wash away their allegiance to their old life. And those who watched them or saw them even in passing would recognize this man, this man who is not from the nation of Israel, is claiming the God Jehovah. And we welcome him in now as one of us. And he would be seen publicly washing away and taking on a new allegiance, a new life, and a new commitment. The English translation of baptism is to wash. And so years after that tradition was started and was utilized in the Old Testament, there was a, a washer, John the Baptist, standing in the Jordan River, claiming to the nation of Israel, God's chosen people, that we need to be washed again. We need to repent. We have chosen to walk away from God, and he's actually behind us. We need to turn around. Let's turn around together, and let's be washed in our allegiance to Jehovah God, and let's wait upon the one to come who is so much greater than I. He will baptize with spirit and with fire. And while John is preaching in this river, waiting on people to come in and and repent and be baptized and turn back to Jehovah God, the crowd begins to part. Matthew 3 illustrates that Jesus begins to walk into the water. And as he walks in, he walks up to his cousin John and says, baptize me. And John responds to him and says, no, you baptize me. And there's a great theology here because John believes in washing and believes that washing is telling you and telling the people around, I am now pledging allegiance 
to the one whose name I'm being washed into. And so John is saying, you're, you're the Messiah. I want to be washed into your name. I know you're bigger than me. Let me be washed into you. And Jesus says, no, so that scripture can be fulfilled, wash me. And Jesus is immersed under water, and when he comes out, Matthew 3 says that the heaven opened, the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus, and God spoke from heaven, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And that gave us a biblical practice for a New Testament relationship with Jesus that said, when you claim the name of Jesus, you are saved. And those who are saved then want to be washed to make a public proclamation that I am in allegiance to Jesus Christ. I live in his kingdom. I am with his people. I am one with his church. And in that same moment of baptism, we're guaranteed from uh, Acts 2.38 that we are clean from all past sin because of the confession that we made privately with Jesus. And we are guaranteed the, res- the, the gift of the Holy Spirit in that moment. We don't believe at Grace Chapel that that's the only way that you can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. But biblically, in the New Testament, anyone who is baptized receives the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we want to claim that truth this morning for the men and women and children that you'll be seeing that are baptized. That these are men, women, and children who have confessed Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They have been forgiven of their sins. Jesus' blood has covered all of their past, present, and future sin. And that in their baptism, they are saying, I want to publicly be acknowledged as part of the kingdom of God and the church of Jesus Christ. And that we would welcome them in as family. And that they would claim the gift of the Holy Spirit in their life. And that they would allow him to begin working through them. And so this doesn't have to be very structured, but it has to be loud. It has to be celebratory. It has to be like family transforming their entire life. And so we're going to mix worship with baptisms, with some video to get you to know the people being baptized. We'll give you moments as church family to celebrate each baptism. You can stand in awe of God. You can clap. You can shout. You can sing. You can dance. Just please don't sit quietly because that wouldn't be very nice to our family. So please enjoy this service knowing that men, women, and children have claimed Jesus as their Lord and Savior and that you have that opportunity as well. I'm going to begin with prayer, and then we're going to go into our first time of baptism. Heavenly Father, we give you praise for this morning. We give you praise for your story. That in just the right moment, you would choose to abandon your role in heaven as Jesus, and you would choose to be here with us to take on humanity, to take on sin, to take on shame and death and to conquer it, that you crucified it and you resurrected from it. And we claim that truth this morning and we claim that these baptisms are reflections of that gift of salvation done by no work on our side except a simple reception of the gift of grace of Jesus Christ. And so we claim the presence of the Holy Spirit in these baptisms We claim unity with the church. We praise you for being allowed to be your bride. And it's through the powerful name of Jesus that we pray this. Amen and amen. Like everybody else, I've had had some rough times in my life. 
and Ibrepa were hit my lowest, I still felt Jesus there with me, telling me it's okay, walk with him. I was so afraid for some reason. I don't want to be afraid anymore. There's nothing to be afraid of. So this is now, oh, I'm still nervous, but this is my public confession. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I'm ready to walk with him. I'm ready to do this. So I'm very excited. Yay, that's it. Because of your public declaration of faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's awesome. Hi, my name is Jody Wyatt. I've been attending Grace Chapel for about nine months. And just after a few weeks of attending and listening to Pastor Jeff talk about life in general and changes that uh, happen in life, uh, I uh, came up or listened to the prayer that Jeff said. And uh, as I was saying the same prayer, I got the special feeling that uh, made me decide that ch changes in my life needed to be made. And uh, that's when I decided to have uh, Jesus lead my life and have him as my Lord and Savior. Because of your public declaration of faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Gotcha. <laughs> oh. Hi, my name is Brandi Wyatt. Um, I've been attending Grace Chapel for about nine months now. I grew up going to church and had always believed in God. Um, on February 21st, God spoke to me and I accepted him into my life and asked him to lead me. Because of your declaration of faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Will you stand with us as we continue a time of worship? Hi, my name is Amber Stacy, and uh, I'm getting baptized because I'm reaffirming my relationship with Christ and glad that I found my spiritual home at Grace. Because of your public declaration of faith in Jesus Christ, 
I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Joseph Poindexter and I'm um, getting baptized today um, to wash all my sins away. I um, accepted Jesus into my life um, about three weeks ago and I wanted to align myself with Jesus Christ. of your public declaration of faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Because of your public declaration of faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. instilled in me 
um, ever since I started thinking this way. And I have now this drive and this ambition to share it with everybody who will listen. Um, God's works can put, you know, such an impact on your life, and I want everyone to experience that, because you can't get this anywhere else. Um, and in uh, 1 John 2, verse 6, it says that whoever claims to live in him must walk as he did. And basically, to me, that's saying you can't just talk the talk, you have to walk the walk. And I'm ready to do that. I am now ready to walk the walk. And I'm so pumped to get baptized because this is my public declaration um, to let everybody know why I'm here, that I'm living for God and only for God. Uh, because of that public declaration of faith in Jesus Christ, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I just want to take a moment. Um, this has been so exciting, hasn't it? Been so, I mean, this is amazing. It's amazing. And, you know, in first service, I just felt led of the Spirit. I wasn't going to do this, but to just share, you know, share the, the love of Jesus Christ with you, to, to share the good news. And we had, we had eight people who, who asked Christ into their lives the first service and are excited now to come into this baptism. Um, thank goodness we bought this. Thank God we bought this baptismal because we need it. We really do. About now, about 80 people have come to Christ here at Grace Chapel in the last four months. And we're going to be, this is going to be busy. We're going to keep this busy. Hey, get, get used to seeing me in this, all right? Get used to it. Like it or not, all right? <laughs> I, I do make this look good, don't I? I'm just kidding. I don't <laughs> no, I don't. No one can make this look cool. All right. Um, but I just wanted to share with you, you know, you may be here for the first time. You come to church for the very first time. You've been coming for a while. But we're going to be celebrating Easter next week. And, you know, people come in church, maybe Palm Sunday and Easter, and they go through the kind of the motions and those kinds of things. But I wanted to stop and just share with you the love of God, the love that God has for you. You've heard these testimonies. You've heard their hearts about how God has changed their lives. And every single person here asks the same question at one point or another. What is my purpose? What is the meaning of life? Why, you know, why do I exist and, and in, this, in this world right now, with all the confusion and, and, you know, everyone's kind of feeling a little on edge, there's a lot of stress, I feel it because you share it with me. All the things that are going on in our country and those questions are being asked. What is the purpose in all of this? What is my purpose? I want to share, I, I have an answer to that question this morning. The answer to the question is Jesus Christ. That's the answer to the question. That God sent, God the Father sent His Son, Jesus Christ, down to earth to set an example for us to follow, to live a perfect life here on earth, fully God and fully man, to set an example for us to follow. But more than that, God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, into the world so that He could have a relationship with us. I hate to break the bad news to everyone, but we're sinners, okay? You really don't need a Bible or the pastor to tell you that. All you need to do is get up in the morning, go through your entire day, okay? Think about what you've done the entire day, and you realize 
I'm not perfect. I made some mistakes on the way to work when that guy cut me off. Um, maybe some mistakes in the office, said some things, thought some things, whatever. Again, it doesn't take a pastor to tell you that you're imperfect. But we do have a perfect God. And a perfect God cannot be in fellowship or relationship with imperfect people. God didn't want that. So God's answer to that, God's response to that, was to send his perfect son, Jesus Christ, into the world. Jesus Christ came down and lived a perfect, sinless life. And then, as we'll celebrate next week, he died on a cross for each one of us. He took all of our sin, the sins of any, everyone who has ever lived or will live on him, and died on that cross. Being nailed to the cross was not the, the, it was agonizing, I'm sure, physically, but the agony that Jesus experienced was he took everything upon him and he died for it so that you can have a relationship with God. You know, it, it, we, we, Joseph got, just got baptized. And when Joseph asked Jesus Christ to come into his life, God the Father, if, we, if I could show you a picture, God the Father looks and sees Jesus. He no longer sees Joseph. He sees Jesus. So he sees Joseph as perfect in Christ. When you ask Christ to come into your life, God sees his son in you. God sees his son covering you. He sees perfection. And then for the rest of our lives, we try to become more like our Lord and Savior. So it's simple. Jesus Christ came to earth to die on a cross for our sins so that we would no longer be separated from God, so that we could have a relationship with him. And each day following that, when we give our lives to him, we say, thank you, thank you, thank you, God, that I can, I can take that sack of rocks off my back, all the guilt and all the suffering and all the pain and all that. I can leave it at the cross. I can lay it at the foot of the cross and move on with my life. I can be a new creation, the Bible says. I can be born again, the Bible says. It's kind of like when you were younger, you had a do-over. Remember you hit the ball in the tree or it went out of bounds, do-over. Your life can be a do-over. You can start again. And every day after that, all you need to do is go to God and ask for forgiveness. And you start again and again and again. God says, I love you so much. I'll never leave you or forsake you. I will carry you through all your struggles, all your pains, all your sorrows. I'll help you overcome your past pain. I'll do it. I, I will be your God. God loves us so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for us. And the Bible says that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, that's why we celebrate next week, that we believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, then we will be saved. We will have a relationship with him. My friends, it's as simple as that. I don't care if this is the first time you've ever walked into church. That's the gospel. That's the good news. It's as simple as that. And all you need to do is hold out your hand and receive that gift. God says, here's my gift of my son Jesus. Just take it, receive it. And then, like I said, every other day after that, you do the best that you can, the best that you can to become the person that God created you to be. God will show your, your purpose. He will show you what your purpose is in life. He will explain to you and show you over the time what the meaning of life is. He will give, he will answer those questions for you. You'll become more like him. To, to worship him, to praise him, and to go out into the world and make a difference in the lives of those around you. That's what God offers you this morning. If you would, just bow your heads with me for just a moment. Just bow your heads with me. I know there are some here who, 
And again, it, it, this may be your first time here. It doesn't matter. You don't have to know the Bible inside and out. You don't know, have to know really anything about the Bible right now. All you need to know, there's a God who loves you, that he sent his son Jesus into the world so that you have a relationship with him and that he will help you grow. He'll help you in coming to know him over time. That's all you really need to know. I'm going to pray a prayer. And if that's your desire, if you want that relationship with God so that next, next week, Easter, has real true meaning for you, that you understand what it's all about, that you come to truly celebrate Easter and the resurrection of Christ, if that's your desire this morning, then I want you to pray this prayer with me. The prayer is not magical. It's, it's really your heart. God hears your heart. So the words that I'm saying, they're not the magic formula. It really is just the heart of, 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 of saying them within yourself. So I'm going to pray. You pray along with me in your heart and mind if that's your desire. God, I don't have all the answers. I don't think I've opened a Bible in my life maybe. But I know you exist. I have always known that. I just didn't know who you were. And this morning, that was made clear to me. So God, with the little I know, I ask your son, Jesus Christ, to come into my life, to come into my heart. God, I admit that I'm a sinner. I don't need Pastor Jeff to tell me that. I ask that you would cleanse me from my sin you would wash those away, that you'd wipe the slate clean, that I can start all over again, that I can be born again. I can have a do-over in my life, starting today. This is my spiritual birthday. I ask for your son, Jesus Christ, to come into my life. I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me become the person that you created me to be. Show me my purpose Show me the meaning of life. Allow me to walk with you. I give myself to you this morning. For the first time, I give myself to you. And I allow you to be the Lord of my life and the Savior of my life. In Jesus' precious and holy name. With everyone's head bowed, just keep your heads bowed, please. If you prayed that prayer, I'm not going to make you, I'm not going to embarrass you by asking to come or do anything, but I would like, what I'd like you to do is just, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, could you just raise your hand up for me? Just raise it up and put it back down. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. If you prayed that prayer this morning, no pressure. But I would love, I'll, I'll stay up front here after the service is over. And if you can come up and maybe just talk to me and let me know your name. So I, one of the things about coming to know Christ is that you need, that's your first step in your spiritual journey. But there, there are steps after that. I would like to help you in your spiritual journey. Take those next steps. So if you come up afterward and I can just connect with you, that would be really, really great. Because I, I want to make sure that I help you in your spiritual journey. There's also a Bible in the back. There's some tables back there. And if, if today was the day that you received Christ, I want you to take one of those Bibles. It's our gift to you. Take it with you. Start reading in the book of John. 
and allow God to speak to your heart. Father, thank you for this time. And as we continue to worship you this morning, we pray, dear God, that we would lift our voices loud and strong, that we would truly praise you for what we've seen here this morning, for those who are baptized, Lord God, and express their love for you, that, that, that outward expression of that inward reality. Father, we praise you for that. And Lord God, we truly praise you this morning for those who have asked you to come into their lives, into their hearts, to be Lord of their lives for the first time. God, we praise you for that. And now as we sing, we, we truly, with all, of our, with all of our might, we want to celebrate, celebrate all of this and celebrate you in Jesus' name. Amen.